I'm Nala Ayed, host of Ideas. In this age of clickbait and online shouting, Ideas is a meeting ground for people who want to deepen their understanding of the world. Join me as we crack open a concept to see how it plays out over place and time and how it matters today. From the rise of authoritarianism to the history of cult movies, no idea is off limits. Ideas is on the CBC Listen app or wherever you find your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. You got to hear the story of the Toronto rapper Charmaine. She wrote her first song while her family was living in a crammed motel room after her dad lost his job. She figured music could help the family. She gets signed to a record label. She starts rapping accidentally. And then she wins the Juno for Rap Single of the Year. She'll be here to tell you her whole story. That's coming up. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. It is Hip Hop Week here on Q. It's the Thursday of Hip Hop Week. It was uh, just one day left. And... I'm just thinking, we spent a lot of time this week talking to the pioneers of hip-hop. But let's let's focus a little bit on the new generation. Take a listen. VV's on my TT's feeling nicey like a freezy. Just hate to see me, don't be greeny like Luigi. All I do is TV sipping on my apple teeny. Poof, hoodie the pop up like a genie. Schooling all you bitches, call me Mr. Feeny. Wanna slurp it like some fatty Call me Mr. Feeny. Hold on to that line from Boy Meets World because it comes up. That's the Canadian rapper Charmaine, and does she ever have a story to tell you? Just briefly, growing up, Charmaine knew she had musical talent. It wasn't until her family fell under hard times that she decided to pursue it because once she made that decision, things happened really quickly. She sings on stage at a talent show. She gets chosen to work with someone from a major label. By the way, this whole time, she's like 17 years old. She starts rapping accidentally and then goes on to win Rap Single of the Year at the Juno Awards. Like I said, she's an incredible storyteller. She'll tell you the whole thing. But the interview starts off with you hearing me asking her about that line she wrote in that song you heard at the beginning. Um, If you were a fan of 90s sitcoms, you might get something out of it. Here's my conversation with Charmaine. I have never heard a song that references Mr. Feeney. Oh, that's a goat. From Boy Meets World in my entire life. (laughs) I was hoping, like, if you don't get this, then you're not cool enough, bro. Yeah, if you weren't watching (laughs) ABC, TGIF, Boy Meets World, like you and me, turn off the radio. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for coming in. Nice to meet you, too. uh, So, this is, we're we're happy to have you in here. It's also hip hop week here on our show. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking about like some of the pioneers and some of like the influences uh, over the years. And my understanding, if you could tell me about this, is Missy Elliott is the big influence on you. Oh, absolutely. I'm obsessed with Missy. She she brought innovation to hip hop as a woman. And it's like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Missy be putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told your mother. Y'all can stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm less than 20 rounds. Where, when, when did you hear her first? Um, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I believe the first song I heard from her was um, Get Your Freak On. You watch that and you think, what? I won the beat, caught my attention, and then like when I saw the visuals, I was like, who 
is this? Something was just so cool about her. And I like, I just kept up with her ever since. So you're, you're uh, born in Zimbabwe, is that right? Yes. Born in Zimbabwe. Where in Zimbabwe? In Harare. In Harare. And then you moved to Nashville when you were... And then we moved to Nashville when I was about, I think, seven. Yeah, we had a lot. I mean, strong tradition of Southern hip hop, especially around when you yeah. were there at, at that time. Yeah. Did, you, was, did any of that get in there? Oh, absolutely. I was obsessed with, you know, Lil Scrappy, Lil John of the Eastside Boys, Juvenile, you know, all those dirty south um 36 mafia so then you moved to canada when you're how old um i think i was 11 or 12 i think like around there and and my my understanding of it, and only talk about this as much as you want to. Yeah. When you, you and your family came to Canada, yeah, you sort of fell under hard times. Yeah, my dad lost his job. Oh. He got laid off, and then that's when it kind of got really rocky for us. Yeah. At the time, we had a house, but like obviously, like because my dad lost his job, he we just ended up losing our house. Yeah. And um, ended up in a motel. Yeah. All like six of us. And it was not fun. And my, my understanding of it is that you start to see music as sort of like, I don't know if it's a way out, but a, a way of like achieving some kind of stability in, in this life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, See, I was always like musically inclined. I started playing the piano and singing when I was eight. And my parents always fostered that in me. I was like, what if I like get back into music and use my talents to get my family out of the situation? And that's when I really started to like work on my artistry. And... um. I think there was a day I was just like writing. I was just sitting on the floor writing, and then I went on. Um, I went on Facebook. I don't know if you remember. Like there were times where like there would be events right in the in the margin. It would tell you like upcoming events near you. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then a one popped up that actually said there was a talent showcase downtown at Lee's Palace. Lee's uh, so in downtown Toronto. Yeah. Like but Bloor and Bathurst around yeah. there. There was a talent showcase. Yeah. For for like a for Warner, the record label. Yeah, and it, yeah, it said um the VP for Warner, um the NR was gonna be there. And um they were only had like limited spots and you had to like submit an audition. What did you audition with? Um I sang uh If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Jam. Yeah. How did you react when you got it? I was beyond ecstatic i kind of felt like that was god's way of telling me that this was my path all along and it just took me accepting it for it to make sense you felt like there was this path for you that had been presenting itself to you over and over and over again music had been coming up and you kept on resisting it yeah and you feel like once you started embracing it the 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 door opened for you yeah you go down to lee's palace Mm -hmm. kind of a legendary venue in downtown toronto yeah you stand on stage at 17 18 years old yeah in front of the vice president of one of the biggest record labels in the country yeah and and then you sing yeah i sing um one plus one by beyonce jam and obviously, if I ain't got you by Alicia Keys, because I think you had to sing the song you auditioned with as well. Right. So I sang those two. Um, I had a pretty good reaction from the crowd, uh, even though I was freaking nervous. Like I was sweating bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it went very well. As soon as I got off the stage, um, then the organizer of the showcase he came up to me. He's like, "There's somebody that wants to meet you." So um, he walked me over to like the bar area because I I, I was about to leave because I was underage. I wasn't allowed to stay in there. Right. You had to perform and then get out of there because. Yeah. yeah, Right. Um, He walked me over to like the bar area and the air and I was there, Ron. And he introduced us. And even though like things didn't work out the way I thought at first, 
it definitely came full circle. Can you talk me through that? So you get signed to Warner as a singer, then yeah. signed as a, for the record deal. I didn't get signed when I was 17. I just connected with the A&R. We started okay. working together, like develop, like artist development. And did you walk away from this at one point? Is that, yeah. That's my understanding of it, right? Yeah. What did, tell me about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, after working with him for like, I think we worked together for like two years. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I just felt like I wasn't ready. I, would, I was in a place where like, no matter how many songs I wrote, there was no, there was no purpose in my lyrics at all. And um, also like... I'm a more curvy yeah. woman, you know what I mean? And I was more curvy girl back then, and I didn't see that in mainstream. So I even, like, it got to a point where I was so hard on myself, even about, like, my physical appearance. It wasn't just, like, the, lyri- the lyrics and stuff. I was so hard on myself about physical appearance, and I was going on all these, all these crash diets. And, like, the last straw was me passing out at school, and, like, they had to call an ambulance for me, and my mom thought, like... She came. She came rushing to. It was so scary. You you had been sort of starving yourself, and yeah, you passed out at school. Yeah. So that day when I did pass out at school, and like I remember waking up and like they were taking me to the ambulance, and like I saw the terror in my mom's eyes. I'm like, okay, I have to like, this is this can't go on like this. I need to figure out who I am, what I really want. Do I really want to do music? And if I do, I have to love myself so that I don't put myself in this situation again, right? So that's when I stepped back a little bit. And what did you do instead? Um, I kind of just lived life, you know, I went, I went to college, I didn't survive, I only lasted like two months and mm-hmm. dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I had my son in that, in that four years that I took my break. So why do you, why do you go back? What, what makes you go back? My son, actually. The kind of example I want to set for my son is to like, exploit every gift that God has given you. I remember there was a day like... I was working at Sephora at this time, actually. And um, after starting my job at Sephora, my son started daycare. But because he had never been to daycare before, he started getting sick a lot. So, yeah, he hadn't, didn't have immunity for exactly. yeah, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. There was a day there where I dropped him off at daycare and then I was on my way to work. And then his daycare called and said, he's starting to like spike a fever and he's getting a little cranky. You know what I mean? So like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just come back and get him. So I called, I called my, um, my manager Yeah. and I told her what the situation was. And she pretty much was just like, you got to find somebody else to go get him. Like we need you on the floor and whatever. So I quit right there on the phone. Yeah. I made a U-turn, went back and got my son. Yeah. Um, after that, I was just like, you know what? Let me finish. Let me like, let me let me finish with this, and then like focus on my music. And this was like January 2018. So I started doing my music. Um, I think I had written maybe two or three songs, and the second one I wrote was the one I had sent to my A and R that I connected with when I was 17. So I sent it to him just to get his thoughts. And like, he called me like Monday morning, mm-hmm. and he was like, "This is really good." And he was like, really feeling the 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 record, right? And he's like, you know what? I need to see something. Let me call you back. I'm like, okay. okay all right. <laughs> all right. Sure. Okay. Good, good, good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always good I when you send like, someone a song and they yeah. say, yeah, I'll give you a shout back. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah, like, right, okay, okay. okay. Right. So okay. still then I'm, I'm thinking nothing of it. Then maybe, maybe like four or five hours later, yeah. he called me back. He's like, I got you a record deal. I'm like, what? Excuse? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> he's like, 
Yeah, I talked to um, um, Steve Kane, and he he really loves the president, your sound. the president of Warner yeah. Music Canada. Yeah, yeah, he's like he really loves your sound, and you know we would love to work with you and help you out and see what we could do together and things like that. And I get off the phone and I call my parents and I started crying because I'm like, this is what I thought was gonna happen when I was 17, and it happened by complete act. Like I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready for it now. Yeah, and it was so crazy because, like, you know how many people work their lives trying to figure this out? And it just fell in my lap, and I'm like, crazy. We'll be right back. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, Here, There and Everywhere. Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So hold on, so, but you're still singing at this point. When, yeah. So you get the record deal for your singing and you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm, now I want to be a rapper? Like, Oh, that was an accident. The rapping thing was a complete accident. Because you're great at it. Oh, thank you. So how did you, t- what do you mean it's an accident? <laughs> okay. What's the story? So um, after I signed my, my contract with Warner, I spent some time in like, again, artist development. We're just recording a bunch of uh, songs and all of them were like R&B, all that stuff from yeah. singing. Yeah. So. There was a point in time where, like, we had kind of gotten through all the vibes that we were thinking. And um, I walked into the studio that day and my producer, um, Michael Lance, he was like, I guess he had made the beat right before I got there. And he's like, hey, do you want to try rapping today? Had you ever rapped? No. Ever? No. Written a rap? No. So did you freestyle? No, like, we sat there and we wrote it together. Yeah. And then, like, I got on the mic. I, even even when we're writing it, I was like, I'm, I don't know. Like, but I'll try anything once because you never know what you're good at until yeah, you try it. Yeah. So when I started recording it, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And that turned out to be what the label loved. Not just fun. You're really good. Like, did you realize you were really you were good at it right away? No. I still I refused to call myself a rapper for the longest time. I had this idea that I was a singer. So when I accidentally stumbled upon rapping i kind of felt like there's people who have been working years doing this yeah i feel wrong calling myself a rapper but i kind of i kind of understood it after a while i'm like you know what? i'm just an artist i rap and i sing well <laughs> not just that not just that you you are late in life a rapper after all of this story you're by the way great storyteller by the way oh, okay. but after all all of this and then you win the juno right yeah so your song bold wins the Juno Award for Rap Single of the Year, making you the first woman to win it, the first person ever to yeah. win it. Got 19, can't fall in the wallet. Breaking tag, shouldn't have bought it. Drop top whip, push it started. All this ice, so cold-hearted. Are you aware of the fact that you're making history? Like, when that happens? I'm, a, I'm aware, but it doesn't... I haven't re- like it doesn't register. No matter how many times people say it, it does not register. And I think it's like just how things unfolded because the one I won the award for is the one that was an accident. That was the first rap song I ever did. That was the one? Yes. That was the one you wrote with the producer and you said, I'm gonna see if I can do this? Yeah. 
It was bold. I was like, okay, this is obviously God-ordained because this is happening a little bit too easy. Yeah. And it's been easy since I was 17. Yeah. It's been hard, yes. It's but been like, hard. It hasn't been easy. The stories you're telling me, yeah. this has not been easy. The, the journey has been hard, but the way the opportunities line up for yeah, me yeah. have been so seamless and effortless. It's cr- like, I'm, I just feel so blessed to be able to, to, to even be be able to tell this story because it might inspire somebody else too. Do you, but, call, do you call yourself a rapper now? If you've been yeah, okay. I do. <laughs> let's, let's, listen to, let's, let's listen to some and, and have a drink of water. Take a listen to this. Okay. Yeah, he know he just a number and he good with that. Play along because he know I got a super wet. It's a bad fair and he knew that. If you can't hit it right where your crew at, I need a with a tongue like a motor. Show game that gon' put me in a coma. What's a little bit of woo from that EP? Woo? Woo? Woo. 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 How do you want me to say it? Woo. <laughs> okay, can I try it again? Yes. That's a little bit of woo. Yeah, there we Good? go. Yeah. That's a little bit of woo from <laughs> Charmaine TP. I've heard people describe your lyrics as like unapologetic. Yeah. Does that, does that does that ring true to you? Yes. I just say what I want, when I want, how I want, you know? I mean, after you were telling me, not, not to get too real here, yeah. but it's the CBC, I got to do it. Yeah. You were telling me the story of like passing out in school because of like self-criticism and yeah. self-loathing and you didn't feel good about your body and you didn't feel good about the, the expectations that like society put on you. Yeah. And now you're making like, you're, now you're looking at me and saying, yeah, I, I'm, I'm unapologetic. I'm saying, I mean, that's, that's quite a journey. Yeah. I'm proud of myself because like I didn't think I was going to get to this place, but I'm genuinely in a place where I'm just like, I really don't care. You know, it's like it's either you love me or you don't. And it's not my place to make you like me or love you or accept me. But I, I love and I accept myself. I'll ask you one more question before we go. And it's the question that we're asking everybody on Q who's been on for Hip Hop Week. Yeah. It's kind of a hard one, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, boy. Um, what has hip hop given you? Oh, what has hip hop given me? Hip hop has given me the space to be free, to be myself, like, wholeheartedly. I started off as a singer, but it wasn't until I started rapping that I really felt like I could be myself. And there's something about hip-hop that makes you want to pour your personality, your character, your everything about you into what you're doing so that people can really understand who you are. And you can also be really fun with it. Yeah, you can have the hard bars that are more like, you know, somber that tell more of a story. And then you can have the bars that just make you want to dance and want to have fun. So, like, I just feel like hip hop has given me the space to really be open with myself and just be myself 100% inside and out compared to anything else I've done. That's a beautiful answer. Oh, thank you. It's, be- it's lovely to get a chance to talk to you. Oh, that was, this is fun. Thanks for coming in. Of course. Thank you for having me. Riz, cold, icy, water, tea, go, pricey, product, three, phones, still can't call up, these hoes, got them bothered, cause I'm built like this, damn, haven't said when I float with these hits, oh, I get an inch when the money bout to hit, hypoallergenic, I'm a Double Dutch from the Toronto rapper Charmaine, off her EP Hood Avant-Garde, before that, you heard our conversation. That is it for this episode of Q. Thanks so much to, I think Charmaine, I said this to her afterwards, I think she she should do a podcast or a radio show. She's a great storyteller. Uh, the other episode we put up today is uh, a pioneer of hip hop, but not, not of rapping. 
Um, hip hop, as you may well know, is is a cultural movement. It involves a lot of different art forms, and, and one of those, especially, is dance. And Buddha Stretch is, I mean, he's kind of responsible for the term hip hop dance. And he'll talk a little bit about the development of it over the years. Okay, I'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.